Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Brought to you by great listeners like you. Go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. We'd love to have you as a subscriber, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Baseball Talk Radio. It's the Baseball Talk Radio Show. My name is Rich. And I'm Gary. Hello, Mr. Gary Mack, and how are you this evening? I'm good, Rich, and uh, you're a little bit under the weather, but uh, a real trooper. You're out there doing a show. Yep, I got my Hall's uh, cough drops and my water standing by, and oh, yeah, there's even that cough button that I can hit over here. If uh, things turn worse, but yeah, I got one of those dreaded wintertime colds that we all uh, hate to get. Yeah, and they're a nuisance, Rich. They don't ever seem to want to go away. So uh, hang in there. I hope you feel better, and uh, we hopefully we'll get through this. Yes, indeed. Well, one thing we're charging ahead for is uh, the Super Bowl, and that's going to be tomorrow. And you know. What I love about the Super Bowl so much is not so much the football aspect of it, but it means that there's only a short 10 days away from baseball for us, uh, for the baseball fans out there. And Super Bowl sort of signals that anymore with uh, into February here. Yeah, that's true, Rich. And spring training is right around the corner, literally. And uh, just got to get past this here. uh you know, uh, Super Bowl, and then uh, it's March Madness, of course, and um, then you got the hockey, but they they don't go until the summer. I mean, they, they keep playing. It seems like they're playing 12 months a year almost, but uh, hockey and the NBA, but uh, baseball's right around the corner, Rich, and a little bit more substance to talk about once we get into to get those camps open and guys start to file in and uh, – now is the time it starts getting exciting. Yes, it does. And wouldn't it be exciting if the World Series could sort of be like the Super Bowl, you know, with all the snacks and all the uh, the pizzas <laughs> that you're supposed to order around the game time and things like that? It just doesn't seem like the World Series has the same buzz that the Super Bowl has. Well, I think because it's one game and, you know, they can plan it ahead of time, put it on a summer uh, a Sunday, I should say, and uh, baseball, of course, is a series, and it's very difficult because you never know which is going to be the final game. So unless they played, you know, like uh, game four on a Saturday and game five on a Sunday and then skip the weekend for six and seven or skip the week to play six and seven, but that's the only way you could really do it, but um it is what it is. It's it's very difficult. I knew at one time they even talked about 
the MLB building a stadium and, uh, you know, playing like the all-star game every year and the World Series. I don't know how that would work out. You know, it's not a bad idea in a way, but uh, it's a series versus a one-game playoff essentially is what it comes down to. And it's tough to maintain that buzz because, as we say, anything, you know, you got to win four. And uh, unless you can do it from game four on, have it set up so it's available for you to uh, party or whatever, uh, it does make it tough. And then there's the uh, commercials all circulating around the game and also the entertainment. So it's sort of, you know, the Super Bowl all wrapped into one is is really more than just football. And that's uh that's really something. Uh, it seems like baseball really promotes baseball, and that's a good thing. Uh, whereas football, they bring all these other avenues in to sort of enhance their game. And yeah. uh, you even have a strange uh, Super Bowl moment that you could bring up here that you just was reading about with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, it looks like, uh, I don't know, I it's watching something here. And uh, didn't have the sound on. And it looks like he may be in a commercial uh, for the Super Bowl. And I don't think that's ever happened. I wonder if uh, uh, the quarterback of a team is in the commercial on Super Bowl. The only one possibly it could have been, now that I think about it, uh, uh, could have been uh, Peyton Manning. Could have been the only other one. Uh, Big in the Papa John's. Was he in a commercial when he played in the Super Bowl? I don't I don't remember, but uh, lots of interesting things. Of course, a lot of people just go or or just watch for the commercials yeah, and don't really bother much with the game. Um, I'm not a big halftime guy, so I usually try to skip the halftime activities if I can. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm... I'll watch the game, but I'm in and out, and I'm swapping channels. And now with the uh, TV broken in my house, uh, I'll be watching online probably. So may not be switching around as much, but maybe I'll be doing something else as well. And it seems like balls losing uh, top entertainment. Seems like have Lady Gaga doing the show, but. Uh, Seems like they're running out of entertainment all of a sudden. Yeah, Lady Gaga is going to do the halftime show, and and uh, I don't know. For a while, it was the the uh, geriatric show when they had uh, the Rolling Stones and Springsteen. Still good, don't get me wrong, but um, you know now now they're going in more contemporary. But uh, I don't know. You know, I hope she don't make it into a political thing and. Um, you don't want to do that. And and considering that they're in Houston, which is a, a very conservative area and a conservative state, be silly to do that. But uh, just go out and do your songs and get off the stage. It's 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 too much, though. It's too much for the players. It's just after a while, it's too much to watch. It's just so tiresome. You know, just have some marching band or something go by like they do in the regular time. And uh, never mind these big name guests and everything. Um, it does. It kind of turns the game into showbiz then instead of the sport. Yeah, it's almost like 
sort of the WWE wrestling or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I hope it isn't anything political because that's not what the country needs. That's not what the viewers are tuning in for either. It's, you know, entertainment and a football game. So we'll have to see what happens with it. But uh, Super Bowl 51, uh, almost about to kick off here as we're doing our show only a day away here. And uh, that means it's only uh, that fewer days till spring training under 10 days. Now, next time we talk to you, we'll be talking more about what we've seen from different teams, uh, different pitchers and catchers uh, by that time reaching the field and uh, having fun down there in Arizona and Florida. And, you know, Rich, when we were younger, uh, especially me, I'm a little older. Uh, you, you'd hear about guys showing up the day of, and and nowadays uh, there's a lot of people down there already working out, and so there's a lot more money in the sport. They don't have to work. I remember the days when guys used to have to work in the winter, uh, even though they were professional ball players. They'd get a job in the winter because they weren't making the same sort of salaries they're making now. So. Uh, a lot of them now are down there already, and uh, it always ama- I'm always amazed to know where are they living, and you know, uh, do they have their family with them? What kind of thing? And if you think it is a long grind, the baseball season, and it's even longer if you if you're down there two three weeks earlier than everybody else, and um, but you know. That's that's the way it goes, and and if you want to improve, you want to uh, make your team and and uh, be a, a professional ball player. That's what it takes nowadays. Yeah, I imagine a, a lot of the players are training year round. Uh, they never really uh, hang up their cleats, so to speak. They're always in that mode of training, especially the better players, never wanting to fall behind and and get back into that grind, so to speak. Uh, talking about the Mike Trouts and the uh, Miguel Cabrera, that type of player. They're probably always uh, tuned towards training and uh, getting ready. And what I did uh, this past week is went out and get one of my uh, most loved additions here, the 2017, for this year anyway, baseball yearbook from the Sporting News. I like the cover on that, uh, Rich. Uh your favorite pitcher, one of your favorite pitchers, <laughs> Thor, on the cover of this one for uh, us in the Northeast here, and uh, it's got the preview of all the all the upcoming teams and games, and a lot of good articles in it. Talks about one of the um, sabermetric stats that's been overused, the OPS uh, rating in this particular edition, and they're actually introducing the readers to a new. Uh, sabermetric stat and i know we're not real big (laughs) guys at all but introducing they say the bpo what may i ask is the bpo now let's see what it says here um here's how you reach it anyway um count the bases that a batter reaches through hits walks stolen bases and being hit by pitches and the basis he gains for his team with sacrifice bunts and flies. 
count the outs he makes, including double plays, sacrifices, and times caught stealing. Divide the first number by the second. The result is bases per out, or BPO. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. I, I just it, It's getting ridiculous now. Yeah, that, you know, all these measurements and stats and things. I think you could basically stick with the uh, the the common measurements that we always have. Uh, runs batted in, hits, home runs, stolen bases, that sort of thing. I don't know how much you actually need these super enhanced stats. And, and I, I think it just confuses matters more, and I think it just... Uh... <sighs> I don't know. I think it just adds to things that that the uh, you know teams. I want to see a team go all by stats and win a World Series. Show me that. Nobody's done that yet, as far as I can tell. I don't think there's any pure sabermetric team that's won a World Series. And until you do that, I, I look there. We, as we've said in the past, there's a place for it. But I think too many people, they get crazy. Like that Brian Kenny on MLB Network. I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth about players is, to me, is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it's nuts. And uh, one writer put him in his place one day. And I can't remember who it was. I'm going to say it wasn't Alan Trammell. It was an ex-Tiger. But uh, he had a higher, uh, what's the other big, war, is it? He yeah, had a high award in Derek Jeter. Now again, and I think we've said it on this show. Who do you want? You know, in in uh, I think it was Lou Whitaker, if I'm not mistaken, has a had a higher career award than Derek Jeter. Well, excuse me, Lou Whitaker was a nice player, but if I'm in the seventh game of a World Series, two outs, and I need a hit desperately, I'm going to Derek Jeter over over Lou Whitaker. So I mean, it's just things like that that. Um, and I think part of that is why we're getting some of these guys who are getting into the Hall of Fame. Craig Biggio, Pudge Rodriguez, um, you know, there are probably more. I, I mean, years ago, you got Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Mike Piazza, and and really this year, Bagwell and, and Rodriguez and Tim Raines. And Tim Raines got purely in on... on uh, sabermetrics because 10 years ago he wasn't good enough to get in and it took him the whole 10 years to get in now all of a sudden he's good enough to get in because people looked at all these crazy numbers now and it proved he's a hall of famer i'm i, I don't buy into it yeah so you can really stretch a stat a long way and i think that's what the uh the sabermetrics gang can do and you know, we've heard a lot of teams hiring all these sabermetricians, they call them, uh, mm -hmm. people that are real good with numbers and computer programming and things like that. But it really, as you said, it hasn't helped the team. The Phillies hired somebody that worked at Google before last year, and they had one of, one of the worst offenses <laughs> in baseball. So if you want to point to, to that, then, you know, go out and get somebody that will get you the worst offense in baseball in there. Yeah, there you go. I mean, is he still there or did they fire him? I think he's still there, and I think they're adding someone else this year. So that's that's how silly it is on top of silliness on top of silliness and numbers getting all jumbled. And, 
you know, executives and people like that, they like these kind of numbers. They look at them and it, it sort of gives them something to read and, and an existence uh, in baseball with these uh, sabermetricians and, you know, guys that get paid to do this. I, I don't know how they can get paid to do this, really. Well, I think what it does, too, is sometimes these guys are lower priced and, uh, you know, and, and the owners love that cause they save money on their roster and then, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll give you some reason like, well, you had him hitting sixth, he should have hit seventh all year or something like that. You know, they'll come up with something. I mean, uh, it's almost like the, uh, um, the climate change gang, you know, it used to be, uh, uh, 30 years ago, it was the earth was freezing over. We we're going to have an ice age. Then it was going to global warming. And now it's just plain old climate change. So uh, I think it's along the same vein with these guys in the cyber metri- saber metrics. And that, um, you know, uh, well, it's not our fault. Uh, you should have hit him sixth and you hit him seventh. And I don't know. It's just, it, it just to me, it's too much. Uh, you know, watch the game and watch the player. You you can't put heart into numbers. And, of course, uh, Sporting News has their famous prediction for the World Series for 2017. And, of course, this is not our prediction show. Far from it. But Am I going to be happy by this? Not really. <laughs> You could shoot a hole through this in a second. They're predicting <laughs> the Cubs over the Red Sox for the 2017 World Series in this this guide, the sporting news. <laughs> Did, now that they have picks on who makes the playoffs? Yeah, they have a whole page of uh, playoff predictions and things like that. Uh, let's see here. I know who you're interested to see. <laughs> If the Mets make the playoffs, and believe it or not, no, they don't predict the Mets to make the playoffs this year. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's, an, there's a website called Fangraphs.com that does a lot of this sabermetric stuff. They're projecting, and I want to know how how do they do this kind of thing because they're projecting the Mets to win 83 games this year. Now, how do they project that? When you have the same team that you had last year that won, I think, 87 games, and hopefully you're going to have healthy pitchers. Everybody's healthy right now. How do they project that they're going to lose four games more than last year with a healthy ball club? Because you can't, you can't statistically look at injuries. And they have a deeper ball club. So, I mean, I know I don't want to get off on a whole Met thing, but I don't understand how they do this kind of thing. And uh, you know what I mean? It's the same team, practically. Well, I, I think they sort of went with with the favorites, if you were to ask me, uh, with this particular guide that I'm reading. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, some teams have a... Uh, a knack for repeating year after year. It certainly seems like the Mets should do better than they did last year, not worse. Mm-hmm. In my book, 
Um, the National League wild card, they have the Cardinals and the Giants. They have the Cardinals winning over the Giants for that. Uh, then they have the National League Division Series, the Cubs over the Cardinals and the Nationals over the Dodgers. So believe it or not, they have the Cubs and the Nationals in the National League Championship Series. So with the Cubbies winning. So eh, I guess you could say that's a bit of the favorites run there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you know, you can make an argument for that. You know, both of them won the division last year, so it's hard to pick against them. But I think you have to look, uh, especially in the Nationals right now, they still don't have a closer. So they have a lot of question marks on their team. Uh, you know, you don't know how Strasburg's going to hold up. Uh, but you can make a prediction because uh, you have to assume that Strasburg is going to be healthy. But do you have to? Do you make the uh, uh, assumption that they're going to find a closer? I mean, I don't think you can do that either, because for that matter, then every team you could you know say is going to make win a hundred games. So um, I, I I don't know. You know I'm not uh, not attacking the sporting news. I. I don't know what they base it on, but this fan graph thing was really the thing that got my ire up. Uh, I never heard anything so stupid based on stats. They're going to tell you how many games. Um, you know, and the Cubs is a safe pick because they won last year. So nothing revolutionary there, but uh, I don't know. It just seems to be a uh, World Series hangover, and the Cubs have got to be uh, wearisome or worrisome about that. Yes, they do. Everybody's going to be out for them in 2017, that's for sure. And uh, won't be too long before we have some uh, spring training games to look at. But uh, we have some news and notes uh, this past week on some nice gear that we've seen uh, surfacing. Yeah, you know, they're at it again. Anything to make money, Rich. And uh, they released uh, some pictures of some uh, new gear. I don't have a lot. Uh, I've got a picture of the Cubbies uh, spring training caps, and uh, it's got the uh, AZ on the side for Arizona. I don't know. You know, Florida's got the FL on it or FLA on theirs. That's a little, yeah, it's a little wacky, but, um, you know, and uh, Cubbies putting the uh, Cub the bear logo on the front of the hat. And I believe it's the first time that a Cubs hat has had a bear logo on it. The Yankees are actually going to have two, uh, spring training caps, one with a white brim and, um, pinstripes on it. And I forget what the other one was, but, uh, they're going to have two caps. And, uh, actually the Mets, if I may mention it, uh, they have uh, changed one of their hats. I am wearing the alternate cap from the last couple of years. They have gone away from that one for an alternate cap. They will remove the orange brim. It will be all blue. They'll keep the NY the way it is. That'll be their alternate cap. But this becomes their spring training cap for some unknown reason why. But... Um, I don't know. It's it's a money maker, and that's why they're doing it. And they've also announced some jerseys, and um, this is a picture that came up. But actually, uh, I've seen another picture of uh, some of uh, maybe it's batting practice spring training jerseys, and they feature three quarter length sleeves. 
and uh, they were not that impressive. <laughs> I really didn't. I didn't care for them. Uh, I don't know what anybody else out there would think about it, but uh, I don't know. They looked a little stupid in my estimation, uh, but you know, it's 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 a it's a branding thing, it's a marketing thing, and it's it's to try to get people to go out and buy more stuff. Yeah, it's a nice little logo on the side, uh, giving the home states a nod in this one: Florida and Arizona. Uh, it's pretty nice of the MLB to to put that on the side of the hat. I don't know if I would run out and get one, though, but, uh, you know, for those inclined or maybe you're going down the spring training, it would be a nice thing to, to buy, maybe. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, but I think they, they're getting a little crazy now with uh, this too much stuff, I think. You know, now we've got the um, two or three caps for all-star game. We've got the workout cap. We've got the home run derby uniform and cap, and 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 I think there's a game cap now. There's the you know Memorial Day cap, and then there's a July the Fourth cap. Uh, you know, and God knows something else. Uh, oh, last year we had Mother's Day and Father's Day uh, uh, uniforms. Mother's Day was the pink, if I remember correctly. Um, accents and and uh so i mean it gets a little wacky after a while and who can keep up with all of this stuff but i guess as long as they sell enough to warrant it they'll continue to do it yes indeed that's the market if there's a market out there they're gonna try to sell so uh nothing wrong with that i, I think it's great for uh you know people to go out and and be able to get that stuff i remember few short years ago you didn't have that nice availability mm -hmm. of things especially for you know the big baseball fan around you you know you only had boring hats or the, the plain jane ones that you would see everywhere uh but this is pretty nice i think it's nice that they'll personalize <laughs> certain things and you know uh just just make it a nice thing for a fan to go out and buy of course and uh Speaking of fans, Gary, we got a, another a letter in the mail here. Yeah. You right. <laughs> Thank you, Lurch. Yeah, we got a, a, a another email from a good friend Jack in Jackson, Philadelphia, and he's a uh, Philly fan. He listens to your show, but he also likes to listen to Mets musings. And to keep up with the competition, and he enjoys my rants. So <laughs> I guess I got to keep uh, ranting and yelling and screaming, you know. Uh, and he travels a lot from Brooklyn and Long Island, so he went to Shea Stadium rather than sit in a uh, hotel room, I guess. But he gave us an update on some winter baseball watching. He says the Caribbean, and we discussed this a couple of times so far this year, and uh, Jack has given us some more information. The Caribbean World Series is uh, regularly carried on ESPN Desportes. The telecasts are in Spanish, but you can't follow the commentary, but you can see what's happening on the field. Uh, he gets it by uh, downloading the ESPN app and picks it up that way. So... Um, 
and he's a Comcast uh, subscriber, so he can get those games, I guess, on his phone or uh, tablet or whatever. And uh, he gets some college baseball, and that starts about uh, February 17th, he says. And he'll watch that, the ACC and the SEC. So he's got it all covered here for baseball. Yes, he does. And he even uh, wrote in about some books that he's uh, recommending us to read in the off season. And Gary, we were talking about a little bit before the show. He's got a quite a collection of, of books. He's well read. Yes. Uh, we were talking about the, the documentary hot Springs, Georgia. And he mentions a book that was uh, uh, written about that under the March sun, the story of spring training by uh, Charles fountain. And uh, he, he, Tells us, Jack, that he goes to spring training every year and must go down to Clearwater to see those Phillies, Rich. Yeah, that's something uh, I've been uh, dreaming to do every spring training. I'll, you know, get the uh, urge to go down there. But like he says, he's he's getting a little upset that they have a, what they call tiered pricing down there. And that's different prices for different games, say, if the uh, the big name Mets are coming into town, they're going to charge more than the lowly uh, twins or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can agree with that. Spring training used to be very affordable at one time, but now, you know, those prices have have doubled and then some uh, for some of these games. And a lot of it's, you're not seeing the top name talent on the field. The guys are given a chance to prove themselves. You know, the younger players, I'm not talking like triple a, but uh, they're they're starting to get a good buck for these games down in spring training. And uh, Jack tells us that he's not too happy with the tiered pricing. And yeah, we can, we can hear you, Jack. And he probably brings a lot of these books down to, to read and, you know, over the years and, and <laughs> that's how he's got the list. And, and as you said before, Rich, he's got quite a list here. Uh, Greatest game ever pitched, Juan Marichal and Warren Spahn in the pitching duel of the century. That was by Jim Kaplan. I believe that was the game where they both pitched no hitters, was it? Or 10? Uh, I remember the the game, and I forget the circumstances now. But uh, And then he's got 1954, the year Willie Mays and the first generation of black superstars changed Major League Baseball forever by Bill Madden. The Baseball Business, Pursuing Penance and Profits in Baltimore by James Edward Miller. Gil Hodges, The Brooklyn Bums, The Miracle Mets, and The Extraordinary Life of a Baseball Legend by Tom Clavin and Danny Peary. And I'm not, I may have that book. (laughs) That might be in a closet somewhere because I get a lot of books to read and I believe that book came in. Uh, Branch Rickey, Baseball's Ferocious Gentleman, author Lee Lowenfish. Uh, boy, A Nice Little Place on the North Side, Wrigley Field 100 by George Will, the uh, the uh, uh, political commentator and big uh, uh, baseball fan. Continental League, A Personal History, author Russell Bute. And, of course, the Continental League was the uh, league started by Bill Shea in the in the 60s or 61, and uh, that's where the Mets were going to play. Wow, that's and, amazing. 
As well, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> As well as the Houston uh, Colt 45s, and of course, Major League Baseball got uh, got cold feet and decided to expand and to bring those teams in. And there were other teams that uh, uh, were in, involved in that league. Yeah, such a great, a colorful lineup of books that he's uh, taken the time writing to us that he's read and so much more and even brought up that one book we were talking about i've heard some podcasts about this guy and you were telling me a little bit about him uh mo berg the catcher who was a spy and that that really sounds interesting mo berg is a very fascinating character um this guy was a professional baseball player he played back in the, i think it was the late 20s and in the 30s and uh he he i you know, he, he spoke a couple of languages. I mean, the guy was a genius and uh, loved the game, was a professional, as I said, played with Babe Ruth. And uh, one story I remember, they went over to um, Japan. And in those days, they used to do barnstorming through the United States in the off season, but they'd go to foreign countries. And uh, Babe Ruth took a team over, and I think, uh, you know when you when you talk about some of the guys on these teams that they used to form, you know Jimmy Fox and Lou Gehrig, and I mean it's just like a, a virtual Hall of Fame who's who of uh, incredible icons in the game. But uh, Mo Berg went over with them uh, to on a trip to Japan, and as he was sightseeing, he was taking pictures, and he was able to climbed the hills and the mountains around uh, military facilities and took pictures like he was taking pictures of Mount Fujiyama. And uh, in the foreground, he was getting all the military information on there. So, um, And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was working um, for the U.S. government for the forerunner of the CIA because they had a feeling that the Japanese were building up their militaries and it could lead to... Uh, to a war and uh so they wanted to get information on him and mo berg uh, was a legitimate spy for the u.s and as well as a pretty good ball player and just an interesting character and and by the way he died a met fan i believe so if i recall correctly so uh that that's a really good book to define i read a, a book years ago about him and i think this was a the book that um, Jack mentioned, uh, The Catcher Was a Spy, The Mysterious Life of Mo Berg by Nicholas Dawadoff. I think that's a newer book that came out a few years ago and uh, really an interesting character. And, and again, if you love the history of the game, these are the kind of guys you want to read about. Absolutely. In the last couple months, I've been... Uh listening to some audio books. So you might want to go over and uh, find yourself an audio book at your local library or over at uh, audible.com. And uh, while we're talking about it, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash baseball and get a free audio book. Even if you do not subscribe to the audible service, you can get a free book yours to keep forever. And uh, they have a nice little service there. So if you, you don't have a lot of time, you want to uh, 
listen to your book on the way to work or you're working out, walking on the treadmill or whatever you happen to be doing, you can uh, still listen to a book. Pretty cool the way they make those um, big novels into audio versions as well. So thanks very much, Jack, for the email. Keep in touch, especially down there in spring training. I'd love to hear about your adventures down there and what you see and what you uh, experience down there in spring training. Yeah, that would be neat. I hope you get Jack, drop us a line. Uh, let us know how the weather is and uh, how the costs are. <laughs> and uh, mostly have a good time down there. Yes, indeed. And another uh, way to stay in touch with the podcast is Twitter. And you can follow us there. We have a Facebook page as well. You can just search our baseball talk radio show for our Facebook page and get some updates there and what we're working on. And uh, did you know just last night, Gary, it was uh, Babe Ruth's, I believe it was his 120th birthday, and they had a big <laughs> bash down in Baltimore where he was born. Uh, the baseball uh, Babe Ruth Museum down there sponsored it in one of the big hotels down there in Inner Harbor. A lot of good guests gathered around. And uh, I've been working feverishly trying to get uh, somebody on from down there from the Babe Ruth history historical museum they have down there and hopefully we'll be able to talk with him in the next couple episodes of the podcast that'll be great babe was the i still think was the greatest of all time all things taken into consideration uh just just a, a terrific ball player and uh uh just a fascinating guy to read about and and to to really uh, study, you know, it's just too bad they can't make a good freaking movie about his life. Yeah, maybe one day. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd like to uh, invite you to stop by the BaseballTalkRadio.com website. You can find over 30 great podcasts all talking about baseball and adding more shows every week, it seems. If you know a good podcast about baseball, stop by the web page there. There's a place on the bottom where you can click onto it and uh, let us know some more great baseball podcasts you listen to out there. We're glad to put them on the uh, network for you. So you can listen to Gary's show on the Mets, and he also has another show on the uh, Penn League baseball, the Brooklyn Cyclones. You can tune into that. Of course, you can hear Phillies talk, and there's another Phillies podcast I just ran into last week, Gary. I'd love to add them on called the Felsky Files from an old manager, uh, John Felsky, that the Phillies had. So I wouldn't be surprised if I see them on the BaseballTalkRadio.com soon. Well, a little competition, Rich, huh? <laughs> yeah, just got to have that good competition. It keeps the, the juices flowing, gives you ideas, and you know, just can't wait. I'd love to add them. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and uh, you know, I've been honored to be on a couple of the podcasts, met podcasts, and uh, made some really good friends through that. And uh, um, But go check. And uh, I've been on some of the other podcasts on the network, BaseballTalkRadio.com, and some really great guys, great hosts, and great shows. So go check it out baseballtalkradio.com yes indeed and i was on uh i wrote a letter into one of the podcasts uh the libsyn 
podcast if anybody listens to it. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, I was listening to one of their programs, and the host was using one of the AirPods. That is a new uh, EarPod, I guess a, a device where you can also use it as a microphone as well, uh, put out by Apple. And I, I sent him a, you know, a terrible review of it. To me, it sounded like <laughs> he was talking through a can. And he had a real bad cold, similar to what I have tonight. <laughs> well, you'll never be invited on that show. <laughs> well, just I just basically told him what I, the truth that I thought, and you know they did read the letter. But uh, love that show too. So uh, give them a listen. They're called the Feed. They're the official Libsyn podcast. Especially if you're thinking about podcasting or starting your own podcast out there. Or uh, even, uh, you know, you want to find out about the latest podcast news because they they tell a lot of truths during that show. And we've even got a uh, video on YouTube about making a sports podcast. So go to YouTube and check that out. Yes, we do. And we're thinking about updating that now that we've uh, updated our new studios and things like that that we've done uh, in the past six months, six to eight months. So check it out. Plenty there to... uh, listen to and watch take in and Gary uh, rounding out the show for this show. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the uh, upcoming series that uh, Jack didn't mention, but the world baseball classic coming up really soon. Yeah. That's going to come up in March and, and they're going to be playing in uh, a couple of different spots uh, the, with the finals, I believe in Miami this year. So uh, tickets are on sale at MLB if you're uh, into that. I had the uh, really, uh, I was never that big in it, but um, I went to a uh, qualifying um, mini tournament, and I guess it was four teams that qualified for the final spot. And uh, it was fascinating. It really was uh, a lot of old ball players, not old ball players, but some ball players from the minors, some ball players that were formerly major leaguers uh, looking for jobs and stuff. And uh, um, very interesting, though, to see the people and and to learn different things. And uh, it, it was really an experience. And, and I'm kind of looking forward to this year. I think I will tune it in. Uh, because I got a whole new different appreciation for it. Yes, indeed. And, you know, you have a lot of major leaguers that are involved in this as well. Uh, Buster Posey from the Giants, a lot of stars, Paul Goldschmidt from the Diamondbacks, Eric Hosmer from mm-hmm. the Royals, uh, even uh, Daniel Murphy from the Nationals. Uh, on and on here, you've got Stanton from the Marlins. And you wonder, is this going to take away from their their normal spring training uh, routine that they would have, uh, you know, set up around their baseball team. Do you think that's going to affect them any? Well, I mean, that's always a concern, um, but they are having it early, early enough. And of course, the other thing you worry about is injuries. You know, they can get injured, but, uh, you know, these guys want to do it and uh, they, they've changed it now, the rules. So, some of these guys don't have to play in the early rounds, but they can come in and play at the uh, 
like the uh, semifinal and final round, they could be added to the roster. And I think Kershaw and some of them other guys are going to be along that lines. And I don't know if I agree with that in a way because it seems, you know, uh, you're going to have a team of guys that get you to a certain point and then you're going to dump one of them <laughs> so one of these big, big names can come on. We'll see how it works out, but that's what a lot of the teams will be doing. Um, it it is uh, it is going to turn out probably like uh, you know you're going to hear a lot of uh, of uh, major league players out of playing. We didn't really have that in the uh, the qualifying events uh, because the baseball season was still going on, so you didn't have a lot of, of the major leagues. Like I said, you had a lot of you had minor leagues and you had some uh, uh, ex former major leaguers that were not. Uh, currently associated with a team that weren't necessarily old, you know, a couple of them, 28, 29, but they just got let go or whatever, uh, got picked up. Uh, a guy like Ike Davis was playing for Team Israel. And, um, and you know, stuff like that. But uh, now they're going to have more pros. And, you know, it's kind of in a way you wonder about that and, and to a certain extent because uh, – uh, Team Israel won this little tournament to go get the final spot, and it was these guys that they had that won it. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have, you know, um, um, oh, the guy from Milwaukee. My mind's going blank. The outfielder. Going to bring in the big guns. Yeah, now they bring in those, and other guys get pushed out, and I'm not sure if that's fair, but hey, look, that's the way it's working, uh, and it starts on Monday, March the 6th. There are games in Seoul, Korea, uh, some playoff games uh, as they uh, Tokyo they're playing as well in, in March eighth, uh, Miami, L.A., Venezuela, I believe, and uh, San Diego, and is, then they'll move. You read about Venezuela, you would wonder <laughs> how could they still be playing baseball? Yeah, I, maybe it's not. Might be is it. Maybe Mexico. But anyway, it anyway. Should, be, <laughs> should be a great series. Uh, but as you said, yeah, some of the bigger names sort of step in there and take away from uh, the amateur type of player or, uh, you know, triple A level type of team. But uh, less than a month to go before we have that uh, great uh competition going on and I, I just brought up a it says Jalisco I don't even know where that is yeah the that's the one <laughs> I must have skipped that in school yeah uh, Estadio Charles de Jalisco maybe it's in Mexico let me try to open the venue detail let's see Charles de Jalisco opened in 2011 October to host the Pan American Games of 2011, home of the Charros de Jalisco, Mexicana del Pacifico, Winter <laughs> League in Mexico. Oh, I should have known that. There you go. Well, anyway, yeah, so that's a be ball very field cool. in Panama. Is that it? I believe that stadium's in Mexico, as you said. Okay. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> Just tune in. It'll be on TV and uh, enjoy some uh, 
some world baseball. It is in Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico. So, boy, I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight. I'm glad you solved that problem for us, Rich. Um, uh, but go watch some World Baseball Classic to get your baseball fix. It's uh, it's pretty good ball, uh, really, and uh, it, it's fascinating. And, and if you pay attention to the people, you'll have a, a real blast. Yes, indeed. So we can't wait. Uh, March, that will bring. And then, of course, April, opening up the start of the 2017 season. And I know a lot of baseball fans are chomping at the bit out there. You see more and more some baseball hats being worn around town, some baseball jackets. I had mine on tonight. And every now and again, you get somebody look at you like, oh, man, baseball's on the way. (laughs) Well, I've had mine on all this winter. (laughs) So (laughs) even my winter hats are Mets hats. Standard equipment. For, That's right. For, well, thanks everyone for listening to this show. We appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll have some more great shows coming up for you. And we'll see you all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.